Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. To Radio Harambe, the companion podcast, or our website, jomboeveryone.com. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios, and joining me from somewhere in the world is Safari Mike. Mike, where are you today? Jumbo Dave, I'm at Saram Island. Saram? Mm-hmm. How do you spell that? S E R A M. S E R A M? Mm hmm. Saram Island Reserve. Saram. I never said reserve. Oh, I thought you did. No. Saram Island. I'm sorry, I added the reserve. Um, <laughs> Saram. Uh, S e r a m. I don't know. I, I, I would just be. I mean, that sounds. It could be African. Could be, uh, you know, uh, Malaysian or something like that. I mean, it could be Saram uh, Vietnam. Not too bad, Dave. Indonesia. We're mm. off the coast of Indonesia. Mm. We are studying the endangered Saram Island long-nosed bandicoot, which is named <laughs> Spiel. Um, A bandicoot? Is, we have, yes. <laughs> we have very little information about these guys, Dave. But all we know is from seven specimens that were collected back in the 1920s. Wow. We assume that they're still out here, but due to introduction of like pigs and dogs as well as... Um, destruction of their uh, mountain rainforest where they live we're not even sure of that they are currently listed as endangered but that's only because we have really no idea how many there are so here we are looking for long-nosed bandicoots so this is something there's no pictures of or anything like that only some dead specimens from the 1920s correct wow how peculiar well they're small it might be hard to find (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I could be here a while. Yeah, I think so. We might we might be getting this uh, we might be getting this question again. Well, <laughs> on this show we're going to have the news from uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom and the rest of Walt Disney World, and then we're going to turn the show over to you, the listener, and go through some listener questions. Uh, we're going to quickly get through the news here because there actually isn't a whole lot to talk about. But uh, so let's get first into the local news and. To begin with, we have some extra Magic Hour news. The first bit of news is that the Cali River Rapids sort of, uh, I guess you'd call it an experiment, at the Extra Magic Hours has ended. We told you a few shows back that they were going to be adding it to the early morning Extra Magic Hours, and Mike and I kind of wondered why they were doing that, because it wasn't in the middle of the summer. It didn't really make a Mm -hmm. lot of sense towards the end of the summer. Well, it looks like as of this week, that experiment is over. 
Not much to say about that, Dave. No, oh, and, it, it's over. Yeah, and also um, the extra magic hours are changing back to the sort of regular Sunday and Wednesday thing, which leaves a big 10-day gap up until next Sunday, I think, um, before the next extra magic hour. So that's that's unusual, too, to have that kind of re- big gap there. That's true, but in, to, in this this week or these last two weeks, this is like one of the deadest times yeah. for um, – for the parks. I mean, if you go on touring plans, they're all ones and twos and threes. Right, so, right. You know, Magic Kingdom is closing at like 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I mean, you rarely see Yeah, that, I mean, so. if there's a time to do it, now's the time to do it. Yeah. It's, it's just a kind of an anomaly, really, more than anything else. Um, the fun and always exciting world of character meet and greets, uh, which Mike is a big fan of, um, mm-hmm. Flick is returning. We all remember Flick, right? From A Bug's Life, from when from the It's Tough to Be a Bug um, attraction there at Animal Kingdom. He That's is where his uh, first appearance yeah, was. You see, see, he's coming back into the Animal Kingdom for meet and greets, and I believe he's replacing Daisy Duck. Correct. Which, uh, I don't know how I don't know how Daisy's going to feel about that. I mean, that's one of the Fab Five getting. Uh, the boot pushed, pushed aside by really has been in the world of Disney. <laughs> Star. <laughs> I remember. I remember when you were able to meet Flick. They used to have uh, characters sort of out front, not even actually. Well, just when you would get through the right, uh, right before you even go through the gates yeah. after the uh, the baggage check and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. you would see Flick would be one of the ones you would often see there. So they are bringing him back. And I was joking about the has been folks. Please don't tweet me about that. Um, but uh, he'll be back, and so if you want to see Daisy, I guess for now on you're going to have to go to the Tusker House character meal, right? It seems to be the only place where you're going to be able to uh, meet Daisy Duck. Um, we also got at Animal we- Kingdom. Yes, at Animal Kingdom. Well, is there any place else to go? <laughs> I mean, um, we also got wind uh, late last week, I think via www.magic.com, that this week. And it's going on this week. It's going to end at the end of this week. Um, they are actually testing a new system at Cali River Rapids. Now, we all, if, 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 for those of you who have been on it before, um, you know what the little area where you put your bags and stuff in, mm-hmm. inside the raft. Um, I guess what they're doing is now they're testing a system where they'll have lockers, complimentary, but mandatory. That you won't actually be able to take this stuff onto the ride. You right. have to you have to lock it up somewhere. Um, it, it's an interesting idea, uh, and probably is one that they're testing because they've probably gotten a lot of complaints over destroyed cameras and things like that over the years. I would imagine. Um, I would assume so. I know yeah. uh, Universal Studios has been doing this for a while. Um, for like on the Hulk coaster. On some of the uh, Harry Potter attractions, um, some of their bigger attract, you know, uh, more of thrill ride type of attractions, they have forced you to put stuff like this in lockers for a little while now. So it's not new over there, but it's new for Disney. Well, that's the thing about it, right, Mike? I mean, the first time you hear it, I mean, I I wouldn't take my backpack onto a a thrill ride. I find something to do with it. So it doesn't seem like that big a deal because, you know, I mean, if you really think about it, you want to bring all that stuff onto something where you're going to get soaked? I mean, yeah. you have to kind yeah. of use your head. They've always they, – they've done their best. I think they've done their best over the years with trying to trying to keep that stuff uh, as dry as possible. But this has really got to be it. I mean, 
you know, it's one of those things where if you're going on there and somebody's staying behind, leave your stuff behind. If not, bring it with you. Put it in the locker. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen we haven't seen any pictures of this. We don't know where the lockers are or how it's being done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's going to slow the line down or what it may be, but we'll, we should know more about it soon. This this was this test was going on this week. So we're going to get a little bit more about it as we go along. Um, well, they've had they've had lockers right out in front of the queue, like right across from where the Gibbons were. There's that building there that had lockers on there. I assume that they're at least using part of that. Right, but assume. but it's never been mandatory. So now we're no, going to have to have somebody right. there stopping you. Yeah, let me have your stuff. You know, here's your key or something mm-hmm. or something like that. It's hard. I, I, we don't know how it's going to how it's going to work. So, so we're waiting to see. Um, and Mike, the only last thing I would mention is that um, earlier a couple of weeks ago, the Disney Conservation Fund used to be the Disney Wildlife Conservation Fund. They've actually mm-hmm. shortened their name just to DCF for God knows why. Um, and has announced <laughs> it's uh, 2015 Wildlife Conservation Grant recipients. They're awarding over three million dollars to 104 mm-hmm. different projects. Uh, that's just for this fiscal year. If you want to learn more about it, you can certainly go to the DCF's website, and they have a uh, you know they publish all of the different organizations that you're you know if you bought one of these pins or you've uh, you know done one of these events where they do a portion of money, you can see where your money's going, um, and list it all there. So, and they've actually total over thirty million now since 1995 in money contributed to. Um, conservation projects may not sound like a lot but it really is i mean for some of these projects you know 10 grand is you know could sustain a year's worth of work so and we've talked about that a lot before so Mm -hmm. so without further ado let's get right into the local news you mean the world news world news i'm sorry that's all right dave today we're going to go to frontierland and adventureland but first let's talk about the internet uh (laughs) disney springs um, yeah. They've officially announced, or well, they've officially changed the name from Downtown Disney to Disney Springs, so all the signs and everything has been changed. Well, they've actually have their own website for Disney Springs. You can go on www.disneysprings.com, and you get things like um, maps and shopping and dining locations, listings of all the different entertainment offerings, tips for visiting, well, that's cool. all sorts of things. So it's uh, it's actually not a bad website if you want to go look at it. And see what's going on there at Disney Springs. Have at it, but uh, you can just go right to them at DisneySprings.com. Cool, very that that's actually uh, that's that's good news. I think they you know they need that. They kind of they're going to have to generate that buzz there about things going on. So cool. Well, I mean, it's there's I mean, Morimoto's is now open. The yeah. Boathouse has gotten rave reviews. It looks yeah. like Jock uh, Lindsay's hangar seems to be doing well. So it's getting kind of a buzz. I think it, the people seem to be approving of it so far. Anyway, I still hate the name. Disney, yeah, I know. I'm, not I'm, a big I'm still Disney not used Springs. to it. I still hate the name. Yeah, Dave, let's move over to Magic Kingdom. Pirates of the Caribbean that was closed down for I guess about three or four months has uh, reopened. After uh, that long refurbishment with a bunch of upgrades, although for the casual visitor, you won't really notice much. It has you know everything's got a fresh coat of paint. The audio animatronics have been redressed and improved, and um, the show content has not really changed at all. But some of the effects, like the smoke screen with Davy Jones and Blackbeard, they you know they've refurbished that. Apparently, they got rid of the mermaid um, effect in the water which very rarely worked anyway but that's apparently gone and there was a bunch of backstage upgrades to the elements of the ride system and things like that but 
Pirates of the Caribbean is back and fully operational. Well, that's good news for folks going down. It is. They still haven't fixed the boats yet, though. You're still apparently getting a lot of water in the boats, but whatever. Ah, that's part of the charm. You're on a pirate boat, for (laughs) crying out loud. You need to get a little water in there now and again. And apparently you could still lose your finger if you put put your hands in the water, so don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Dave, Pecos Bill's Cafe, uh, you know, one of the staples of the counter service at the Magic Kingdom, reopened recently with a brand new menu. Gone are the burgers and the ribs and everything that it's had for such a long time. And now it is basically, uh, the the menu is basically chipotles. It really? is, yeah, it's fajitas, <laughs> burritos, and rice bowls. And you get to pick oh, wow. chicken or pork or beef. And the Fixins Bar, which of course is one of the big draws of Pecos Bills, has actually been expanded to include things like different kinds of salsas and guacamole, sour cream, and that kind of stuff. Cool. So, um, you know, it's interesting. It's at least it's something different. I mean, there are uh, well, that's the first thing. Get a burger. I mean, that's the first thing that that jumped out to me when you when you said it was well, uh, hey, I mean, it's something different. It's something new, and that's that's great. I mean, yeah. you, you want that as much as you can. I mean, so. having like a barbecued pork sandwich and burgers i mean you could go cosmic rays for that yeah, or exactly a couple different spots so th- this is a tex-mex kind of um i'm not sure how good it is it just opened uh as of recording today october 1st so uh, we shall see very cool one more thing dave you had okay. mentioned uh daisy duck uh-huh. leaving animal kingdom well she is actually moving on over to epcot where the beloved Duffy, which uh, started meet and greets in October of 2010, um, and it was such a is currently such a popular character in Tokyo. Well, it's, Duffy is going to be no more um, as of this weekend. Mm-hmm. You will no longer be able to meet Duffy, which who I love, by the way. You do? I'm a big Duffy fan. I like Duffy. What? What is there to like? What's What's wrong with Duffy? He's a big it, teddy bear. But it's not a character of any kind. It doesn't do anything. What do you mean he doesn't do anything? You keep, he'll give you hugs? Okay. <laughs> What's that mean he won't do anything? What is, I mean, there's nothing to what him. What does Daisy no, Duck do? Daisy Duck's in movies and stuff. Oh, well, okay, fine. Well, Duffy had his own t- channel or show on uh, the Disney Resort channel. He did? Yeah, they, it was every night you can watch Duffy read you a bedtime story at 10 o'clock at night. Or oh. maybe it was 9 o'clock, something like that. <laughs> It was for little kids. I well, I will always have a warm spot for Duffy because uh, you know my daughter was a big fan. Oh so yeah, she was. We would always she meet was. and greet him. But um, I just you know, never I'll, understood I, what he was there for. That that's the thing. I, I just didn't understand what his point was. They never, you know. I mean, I understand not everything has to be from a movie, but they didn't really. It wasn't really a character to it. I, I you know. I, I, right, I just, he was supposed to be Mickey Mouse's teddy bear. Yeah, I just didn't. But nobody knew that. I mean, I it just it just was such a strange. Strange, strange thing, but okay. I'm, I'm sure we'll all... You'll still be able to find some of his merchandise at uh, Disney Springs, but oh, for the good. most part, for the most part, Duffy is being yanked from Disney World. Yeah, because I'm sure it costs him a fortune to get that poor guy out there. <laughs> so, But anyway, Daisy Duck will be meeting people in that spot right at the front of World Showcase. All right, good. Starting October 4th. That's good to know. Now, now, Mike, before we before we go on our short break here, mm-hmm. um, did you happen to look at? I, I just wanted to see if you saw this. Do you happen to look at the Disney Parks blog today? 
you know, I think no, not really. Okay, they actually posted maybe a dozen pictures of Horizons <laughs> and did a whole thing about how why we miss Horizons so much. <laughs> why in God's green earth would they do that? I don't know. I just thought you saw it because you would have it would have killed you because it was just such a. Rub it in your face, kind of thing. I was like, "What are they doing? Like, what's the point well, of at, this?" At the risk of alienating fans of ours, right? Um, I loved Horizons. I don't want to. It was one of my favorite rides. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. But it was, but it was always dead. Nobody was ever in there. So I, I, I never disparaged Disney for taking that out because it just was not a draw. Um, no, it was no longer a draw, and that is not. That doesn't have anything. That doesn't say anything about the about the about the ride itself. It just wasn't mm-hmm. a draw. I mean, Mike's one hundred percent right about that. Yeah, nobody cared about it. But and but yeah. what they put there instead, they kind of half-assed it, and it wasn't really. Well, I, I I don't agree with that interpretation of it. I don't think they half-assed it. I think that they tried something and failed. I mean, well, that that's how I would say it. They tr- they tried to put something up there. And they failed at it. Well, the reason I say that they they didn't put it all in on this ride, a uh, mission space was, if you heard some of you know the concepts that were initially being drawn up and were the idea when they started building it, I mean it was going to be two rides. One was going to be sort of a, you know, we're going to have the, the the one you had there, and then there was going to be something else where you were, um, you know, trying to repair a ship, and then when you got out of the attraction. They were going to have this big bay window to make it look like you were in Mars and kind of all that kind of stuff. So they really cut a lot of the the stuff that would have really immersed you into it. I mean, when you're walking out of there into that that kitty area, which, you know, don't get me wrong, my son loved like some of the video games there and stuff. But they really could have done a lot more um, to sort of really put you in that environment. Yeah. And they just didn't do it. You know what, Mike? I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I just don't. I never buy into this is what uh, to the to the argument of this is what it was supposed to be because I, I, nobody knows that. I mean, we don't know what it, what was it was supposed. No, but you know what I mean. It just, I, I understand that. I understand that. But I think if they had taken steps to make it more immersive, so like when you exited the ride, you really felt like you were in the mission, you know, in the Mars space station and all that kind of stuff. People would have been more drawn to it than they uh, maybe, were now. Maybe, but th- but they did a good job with it as it is. I. I I, I like it. I mean, I, I I like the idea. It was just that the 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 whole thing was based upon a motion, um, you know, system that just failed them. Yeah, and a couple of people passed away yeah. on the ride. And yeah, it just, it and then a lot yeah, of problems. exactly. It just became too much. Yeah, and yeah. and that's uh, you know that's you know <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, that, I mean, if it worked, it was gonna be a. I mean, they, it was the right idea. Because it really fit into Future World, the idea of going to Mars, and I mean, it was perfect right. for it. Right. But just the ride system itself just did not. No, it failed. Pan out. Yeah. yeah. Didn't 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 work for them at all, and it really stinks. Anyway, that is the end of the news section of the show. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to turn this show over to you, the listener, for some listener questions. Coming back on Radio Harambe. 
Jumbo Radio Harambe listeners, this is Jennifer Green of Destinations in Florida Travel, the official travel partner of Radio Harambe and JumboEveryone.com. If you're thinking of planning a Disney vacation or any vacation, please contact me at 443-424-0181 or use the conservation link on JumboEveryone.com. A portion of the proceeds from every package book goes right back to the conservation fund. We thank you for supporting Radio Harambe and JumboEveryone.com. back to Radio Harambe, and it is time for listener questions. Now, first things first, we put out a call for listener questions. However, as opposed to in previous times, we only put out our call via Twitter. So mm-hmm. if you're not following at Jumbo Everyone on Twitter, well, you really need to follow it from the future here because uh, we just used that one Twitter site to do this, and we got some great response. So here we go. Yeah, we've got about 30 questions. Yeah, so we got a lot yeah. to talk about. So um, some of these are, are quick questions. Um, some of them I'm going to uh, put a two-minute timer on Mike. <laughs> okay. And you'll and and I will I will tell you when you are under the gun for the for which questions. So okay. let us begin. You want me to read out who sent? Okay. So uh, Bill Carmichael. Mm-hmm. He asked us. Um, oh no, I don't want to start with that one because that's the one I absolutely didn't want to start with. So let's start with: huh, Is this really Hung Throttle Podcast? Yes. <laughs> Will Rivers of Light be seated or standing? I guess, Mike, the answer to that is both, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're definitely building seats. Uh, you know, we've gone over that ad nauseum here, and there's certainly going to be ways to see it. I think standing along the riverbank in different spots. Um. So I, I really, I, yeah, it's both. It's both. It'll be, I'll be interested to see how much standing area there will be and how well you could see it um, versus obviously sitting down. It looks like there is some significant grandstand seating um, being built. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is there is a promenade all around the area that it's going to be in, so that's going to all be standing room for sure. Um, so uh, even though it may not be intended for that right off the bat, and they're obviously going to try, they're building this seating for the purposes of getting people off the roads because mm-hmm. they're not big giant promenades like they have at Epcot. So, um, that makes a lot of sense. So, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a combination of both. Um, QGS, not sure what that means, but okay. Um, it's a friend of ours from Australia, by the okay. way. Okay. QGS asked other than Avatar, what should the next attraction on the drawing board be? Mike, we have answered this question a few times. But it's always good to answer it again. And yours is? <laughs> I would build another animal trail. Yeah, of course you would. That's why you're Safari Mike. My my, my uh, desire would be one in um, near Everest. Maybe have some red pandas and stuff like that. But that would be, you know, I know you're a big fan of snow leopards. That's a possibility, mm-hmm. you know. That kind of stuff. I, I would build one, um, you know, replicating a Himalayan forest in uh, Shukazan by Everest. And if I told you you had to build an attraction of some kind, mm-hmm. can I take a guess in that it would be a Jungle Book related attraction? 
No. I no. What? No, I would build. Yes, you know, you. Dave, on the on our blog quite some time ago, I I I kind of imagineered a an attraction where you're going into Africa and you're there's like a, a, a mythological river dragon and stuff. I would build something like that. That'd be fun. Mythological river dragon. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I would. Uh, I you I, apparently don't read the blog, so <laughs> I. But this was this recently. No, it was probably like a year ago. Well, yeah, I just don't remember the blog. It's not that no, I didn't read it. I, I probably did read it back then. We probably talked about it. Um, I would, uh, as I've said ad nauseum, I would build, um, I would bring pandas over, giant pandas. And I would build a little spot for them. And I think that counts as both an attraction and an animal uh, exhibit. Because Where, would, where it, would you build the spot? I would build it um, probably on the road to um, between uh, Anandapur and Circazon. As opposed to Rafiki's. Right. I wouldn't put it in Rafiki's. I'd put it in Asia because it's part of Asia. I would think it it, 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 it fits better in there. Just right. giant pandas. Nothing right. else. Just giant pandas. I think it would, it would help bring people out to Rafiki's, but I'm okay with that. That's fine. I don't feel the need to bring people out to Rafiki's. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't see that as... I think Rafiki's is fine the way it is. I don't... I don't you know, it's... It's a it's a nice little spot if you want to add some animals out there to make it a little bit better. I'm I'm, I'm all for that, but I don't think it's it's a complete um, necessity to get people out to Rafiki. So I don't really have an issue with that. But um, I think it belongs where in in Circazong or because that's where it belongs because that's where it fits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what a Disney counselor writes. What are the best DVC studio rooms for Savannah views? At Animal Kingdom Lodge, and should I buy into DVC at AKL as a home resort? It, uh, well, go ahead. That one, Mike. You want me to handle that one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, in terms of whether you should buy into DVC as as the um, with the AKL as the home resort, my answer to that is you don't have to. Yeah, uh, I would say you, maybe depending on your touring, what what, what when you want right. to go, your vacationing, um, you know, habits. And, and as we've said, I think on this podcast before, I would never do anything other than resale um, for buying DVC. If I was going to buy points, I wouldn't buy it directly from Disney. I would buy it on the resale market. Uh, so that really would depend on what kind of deal you're getting. You know, you got to figure out, um, you know, what your uh, yearly charges are going to be and all that kind of stuff. So it really does kind of depend too on that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it depends on what time of year you want to go. If you're mm-hmm. a big fan and you want to stay there every time you go, then it is cer- certainly something that you could you should think into. Um, but if you go off season, um, it may not be as big an issue um, because you don't you know seven months you should be okay. Depending on what you want, it really depends on what you want. It's um, it's necessary if you want to have your pick of the place, pretty much. Well, right, and also Kadani, where Kadani is often available. Getting something at Jumbo House is often not as is much, much more difficult. Right, yeah. exactly. So, so if that matters to you, if you're a bigger fan of Jumbo than Kidani, then we would say, yeah, buy into it. But if you're right. not, if you're like me and you're actually a bigger fan of Kidani than Jumbo, then um, then it's really not necessary. But that's the, but you know that again, it all depends on t- depends on a lot of things. There's a lot yeah, of variables in that, and it's you know it's something there is. Yeah, it's it's something that's hard to answer with one question with with one short answer. Um, the best studio rooms 
for Savannah views. I mean, the, the views at the at the Jumbo House are essentially all the same, um, or pretty close to it. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big fan of of lowest floor possible. I, 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 if you can get on the second floor, I love that. And, and I know from above you see further. If you're on the higher floor, and I'm thinking specifically, especially of of Kidani, you mm-hmm. can see across the savanna. But I like that sort of closeness of being down close to you know eye level with the giraffe as he's feeding. I, I've been a big fan of that. So I, yeah, I, I really I agree with that. you. Yeah. The, the one th- the one thing in addition I would say to about Kidani is um, you want to ask to be close to the lobby. You could be pretty far away at Kidani. Yeah, I mean so. Uh, you know, I know this has nothing to do with the actual view, but you want to be as close to the lobby, I would think, as possible. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think that's a yeah, that's a good idea. Um, let's see what we got next here. Uh, okay, so here here's your first one under the gun. Uh, what are your top five lounges in Walt Disney World and your favorite beverage at each? I don't know if I have a favorite beverage. Of the I don't top. think I do either. I'm not. A, I'm not a cocktail connoisseur, so I don't. I you know, it's it's basically. I'm a beer guy. I enjoy a, a few cocktails here and then. So right. I, I really can't answer that. I don't, I don't. And and all of the the um, menu items for the cocktails are generally. You know the the one menu is ubiquitous, and then there's a few others for each place. Mm-hmm. But but okay, go ahead. So your favorite? I'll, I'll give you a few that I like. I like uh, the Territory Lounge at the Wilderness Lodge. I like the Sanaa Bar. I like the Dawa Bar. Um, I like uh, what's the name of the one in the Polynesian? I can't think of the name of it off the top yeah, of my head. Tam, tam, tam. You're right. Right. Uh, Tambu Lounge. Tambu. Right. Um. Those are the ones that come immediately to my mind. Am I missing any that you like? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what mine are, and I'm just kind of writing them down. It's important to know, folks, I did not read these uh, questions <laughs> in re- beforehand. Mike did. Yak and Yeti, by the way, is a great bar, yeah, Okay, too. so the ones I was going to say would be in order. Um, Sana, mm-hmm. Yak and Yeti. Mm-hmm. The Tambu at the Polynesian. Although mm-hmm. the Polynesian is now... Uh, this is the Tambu... Before the Polynesian's lobby destruction, I haven't okay. been to it since, so this may come right off the list or be further down. I don't know. And then the Dawa Bar, and then uh, Epcot's Rosen Crown is the best one on property for sure. And neither one of us have been to Trader Sam's yet, so I have not been uh, to Trader Sam's yet. No. We can't talk about that one quite yet. So that is your top five lounges. Um, let's move <laughs> on to KJ plus the Magic. We all know who that is. She was on our show once. Great question. Maharaja versus Pangani. Which one wins on animals, environment, trail features, and overall best? I like how she gives categories for this. That's fantastic. Uh, so I'll, I'll begin um, with animals. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Mike. Can you pick a winner on that? Maharaja. It would be my choice. Okay. I could see where you're going, and and I, that was my first feeling too. But man, the gorilla exhibit is incredible at Pangani, and probably the single best exhibit on property. Um, uh, I'm gonna go a push on that one. Okay, I, I think you like That's the fair. environment. Uh, I'm gonna go. Go ahead. 
Go, no, go ahead. I'm going to say Maharaja. I knew you would because you're a big fan of the backstory of Maharaja. I am. Yeah, and I am too. Um, and I think you're right on that one. So, so we got. Uh, so you've got two for Maharaja, and I've got a. <laughs> I've got one. Trail features, which it's hard to really describe what that means. I'm not sure I understand entirely. Um, but I'm going to go with sort of the aesthetics of the trail itself. Um, and I not, believe that's what we're going with yeah, here. Yeah, which may be what environment is. We may have gotten environment and trail features mixed up, but I think one we're going with backstory, one with aesthetics. And I personally like the aesthetics at Pangani a lot. I think Pangani really hits that that um, African sort of wooded feel, that jungle feel. That's uh, okay. Yeah, I could I, I could see that. Yeah, I really like I, that. I'm going to pick Pangani for this because, and, and, and I'm not sure if this is where KJ was going with this. <laughs> I like the aesthetics of the graphics better here. The newspaper clippings, the, um, you know, like the, the, the references to sure. the Sure, yeah, students, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. I, you know, uh, yep. all that kind of stuff. The Beware of Buffalo signs, the, right. you know, the Okapi uh, graphics about, you know, showing why, you know, how they were introduced into Bangani. So I'll pick Ping, and also the... Um, the conservation station thing, or the where if you want to call it, where the mir- the uh, mole rats are, and all that. Right. Um, I'm going to pick Pangani for that. Yeah, I, I I think you're right on both ends, and we both agree on Pangani. You, your reasoning is just as good as as uh, you know those 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 reasons just sort of uh, enforce what I was feeling there. And overall, best. I'm more of a Maharaja jungle trip. And That's more, my favorite. And I'm more of a Pangani. So, KJ, I wish we can give you a, uh, a definitive <laughs> answer on this, but we really can't. There's something about the vibe of all of the Africa area of Disney's Animal Kingdom. I just never want to leave it. I mean, I, I love a- the Asia area. I go there all the time. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. every time I'm in there, I love Discovery Island. I love Dinoland. Not quite as much as Mike does, but I do love it. But I, if you told me that I couldn't leave Africa for an entire day uh, at, at the Animal Kingdom, I'd be perfectly happy being right there. I mean, I just love the environment. I love the little detailing. I love the stuff Mike was talking about, the newspapers the and, and the animals that are there. I mean, I, I just, uh, to me... At Harambe? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, in, at Pagani. So, oh, okay. I, and, and all part of that, all part of Harambe, all part of the whole thing. And, 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 I, and, and to me... That gorilla exhibit, I mentioned this before, is just insanely beautiful. And if you're there when there's a baby there, it's just uh, it's off it's off the hook. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just incredible. So anyway, let's move on to the next one. Ultimate Disney Fan 28 writes, hypothetically, I love when that begins with that. <laughs> if Pandora is a flop, what becomes of Animal Kingdom? It took me a while to really kind of get my head around what it was he was getting at here he or she um does he mean what i mean it's not going to close i mean i I, the 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 smug answer i would say is well they would have 10 years or 15 years later they would replace it yeah i think that's the answer i mean if pandora doesn't jive with the people and you know nobody's going on right you know the big attraction there they'll just replace it you know in the in the not too distant future um you know with whatever else you know you know however else they want to whatever they want to replace it with like australia or beastly kingdom whatever it is right. but yeah i think that's i think that's the answer if people don't care about it 
Um, I just think they just... Just going to move on, yeah, yeah, to move just, on. just exactly. like they've done with other things that that haven't done well there. I mean, uh, you know, eventually it could be years and years, but eventually it'll go. I, I, you know, generally, I mean, I, we we just, we just spent a lot of time talking about it, horizons and mission space, and that's a, the, probably the biggest example of a huge push mm-hmm. to um, you know marketing and, and and development, money, and all of these things that went into the development of that, and it ended up being a, you know a dud. Really right. compared to what they wanted, um, so it can always happen, of course. And it would be sitting there, you know, with no lines like it was before, you, right. you know, like. And so it's, yeah, anything can happen. Um, let's not get off of the Epcot field since I just blew up or threw up Horizon again. Horizons again. Um, mm-hmm. Bill Carmichael, who I mentioned before, wrote, and Mike, you're on the clock with this one. Um, how would you fix Epcot? <laughs> what would you close, refurb, and add? Okay. You cannot take out the Frozen ride, which mm-hmm. I think is that's obviously meant just for you, Mike. Clearly, and, and any but anything else goes. So you're stuck with Frozen. God, why he gave us that? I have no idea. But okay, we're stuck with Frozen. <laughs> what do you do, Mike? Have at it. All right. So here's what I do. Ready? In a rapid rapid fire form, I would take the Imagination Pavilion. I would. Um, get rid of Captain EO. I put in some sort of new state-of-the-art attraction in there. Um, probably some sort of film type of thing. Um, and I would put in at the after the ride. You know, I wouldn't really touch the ride itself so much. But when the ride was over, I would that area that's currently ImageWorks, I'd make into a Figment and Dreamfinder meet and greet and reopen ImageWorks upstairs. That's number one. Wow. Number two, I would There's redo... <laughs> Number two, I would redo the film at Ellen's Energy Adventure. Right. Probably bringing in, I don't know, you could bring in like Neil deGrasse Tyson or somebody like that, you know, like a, a celebrity yeah. scientist kind of thing to be a, kind of uh, narrate it, something along those lines. I would put in at least two new countries and with an attraction or two in each. I know on an old show, I advocated uh, Ethiopia and Chile. I would do that. I've always been interested in something like a little bit more obscure countries, I think, would be much more interesting. And I would also, um, I would probably redo Illuminations. Really? And you think that? Yeah, I, I would okay. keep Illuminations. I would keep Illuminations. I, I don't want to say that I would, uh, you know, it'd still be Illuminations, but I would, I would get rid of that globe part in the middle of it and make it more of just a fireworks slash laser kind of show. Okay, I, I can see where That's you're going. What I would do. Okay, That's uh, what I um, would do. so quickly, I would say. Um, oh, I would also do some more different things with interventions. But go ahead. Well, that was right, right where I was going to begin. Okay. For, firstly, uh, I don't really think that there's much wrong with World Showcase. Um, I think they they gutted it by taking away the live music. Um, and they can bring that back if they don't want to bring back, you know, the good bands. They can bring back, you know, they can they can hire new bands if they want to. I'm fine with that. Um, <clears throat> but I think they kind of got to give that that party vibe again uh, outside. But that but that's not the problem. Um, the problem is Future World, and mm-hmm. there's no other way to put it. Um, Ellen's Energy Adventure must go. 
They have an entire building in the old Body Wars building, the old Wonders of what was it? What it used to be called? Wonders of Life. Wonders and of I, Life. I, yep, that it, that is useless and needs to needs to be turned into something. The thing that I've heard, I think, would be an excellent idea would be to move Carousel of Progress, update it, and put it there. Ain't gonna happen. But it's a good I, idea, though. It's a good idea, but it's not gonna happen. Um, so uh, I would put. Uh, you have to do something with those. You have mm-hmm. to do something with interventions, and you have to do something with um, with uh, imagination. Mm-hmm. So all four of those things, he's asked, what would I close, refurb, and add? I really don't think I would add anything. I don't think I would put anything additional in right now. I certainly would not add attractions, rides, or such to uh, World Showcase. I do not like that idea. I never have. I've, I've spoken out about that many, many times. I don't like the idea of e-ticket attractions being in oh, the World I would Showcase. Not do, I would not do e-tickets, but I, I don't have a problem with um, you know, a, the little boat ride in Mexico or those, those things are fine. If you want things. Yeah. If you want to change those, they're, they're fine. But my point is that's not what's wrong. What's mm-hmm. wrong are is those four things or five things. I one one two, three, four things in uh, which takes up a huge chunk of real estate mm-hmm. in Future World. Interventions, which is basically ignored and is a giant building and right in the middle of everybody's walking paths to everything. Um, the imagination, which they've destroyed over the years. Mm-hmm. The El- Ellen's Energy Adventure, which has never been good, but is a but is a huge show building and needs to be better. Uh, even the original Universe of Energy was not a great attraction by any means. Um, this one, what's there now, is just not good at all. And then they have a building that they're getting no use of whatsoever. Right. So right. we've got to come up with ideas. They've got to come up with investment. And they've just got to do it. I mean, if they're going to wait for some corporate sponsor to come in and pay for everything, then they're going to look like this forever. So they're, they're, Disney's just going to have to bite the bullet on it and add their own money into developing some kind of attractions there. And at this point, Mike, I don't really care what they are. I'm not going to get into what they are. They just have to be updated and better than what's there. Um, you know, I have a, there's a lot of, I've heard a lot of good ideas of things you can use for interventions. It doesn't have to be what it once was if we're trying mm-hmm. to get away from the future world idea. Um, you know, but just if that's what you want, that's what you should do. Get away from the future world idea and, and get along with it, you know, and, and figure something else out. But there has to be something in those buildings because it's just too much dead space in, um, in the, 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 the opening of the, sh- of Epcot there in the, you know, in the first area of Epcot. One idea that I love and I know will never likely happen, I know you'll say will never happen, is taking the Odyssey restaurant where it is now. Right. Getting rid of that and putting It's a Small World there. That's nah, never going to happen. And make it look like the World's Fair one from way back when. The facade. Yeah. yeah I, Disney just would be so go, fantastic. But no, they will never do it. But Disney it would be just so doesn't great. go backwards very much with stuff like that. They don't, they don't go back to rides that they've updated or changed i mean it's very rare that they do it so i i, I would I, I just don't see that happening but i see i see where you're going with it yeah because then you could take the it's a small world space and in, in that's a lot of real estate in the middle of fantasy land for yeah. princess attractions sure. and whatnot sure sure uh so there you go there's our quick answer on that uh he also asked how many times have you and dave been to disney's animal kingdom no and, idea i can't even what are some of your favorite memories in the park yeah i can't i, I there's no way i could count i mean I, it's it's been scores of times yeah um, and what are my some of my favorite memories at the park 
probably my first time, the first, ep- I mean, the first time I was ever there and how it, you know, mm-hmm. the, the animal um, encounters. When I was first, the first time I was there, um, the, the one thing that really stuck in my head and never really left me was the time I spent with the tigers at Maharaja Jungle Trek. I happened to be going through Maharaja as the sun was going down, the park was about to close. And I don't know if the tigers were waiting to get fed or what they were doing, but they're chasing each other into the water. There was a big, like, beach ball-looking thing. They were kicking around. And I was there just watching them for, like, 45 minutes to an hour until they kicked me out. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just – and that was that moment where I said, I get it. This is what they built here. I don't care what the other – you know, because in the beginning you had only a couple of attractions and um, there was a lot of – People were very critical of that, and there was that dopey boat ride to nowhere. Um, but once I saw that, um, none of that mattered anymore. None of those things that you know you knew, where you hoped that they were going to build on this experience in the future, and we would get, you know, the the magnificent place that it is now. Um, and that's what happened. And that, that was the first. That's probably the first memory I would have. And also, the other one is a more recent one, which is the first time I saw Winged Encounters, which I just. My my jaw was on the floor during that. I just was blown away by how cool that was. <laughs> but uh, so those are those are two off the top of my head. What about you, Mike? Uh, well, I, the first time I was there was for my honeymoon back in October of '98. That was even before the Tigers were there. Um, and right. I just remember, you know, loving the park. And we, I know we went on Countdown to Extinction like ten times. My wife and I. Um, some of the other ones were, you know, my we were there uh, a few years ago. It was pouring rain. Um, I think I told the story of Buzzkill Bob on the show. Oh yes, before. you have. Yes, you have. So I, I won't get into that. But that was a great day. Um, another good one was when we met cast member Katie, and you know, talking to her during the parade, and she got us um, reserved seats at Festival of the Lion King, and uh, both of my kids got up and. You know, did the animal noises for the crowd and, you know, were part of, like, the parade around at the end. That was fantastic. And I also remember a time when Guitar Dan, who at the time was playing by Festival of Camp Mini Mickey, um, when my son was two years old and he had, like, a little stuffed toy that was a guitar, he sang a song to oh, him about I how Mickey plays guitar. And, I uh, you know, that. I will yeah. always remember that. Guitar remember Dan that. is the man. <laughs> that was really cool. I do remember that. I haven't thought about that in a while. But that was really, really neat. Uh, okay, so there's our. The, we, we can't answer you how many. I don't keep a running count. But uh, K, we're, I, I forgot to ask KJ plus the Magic's other question, which was what kind of backstage tour, separate mm. ticket, special event would be cool enough to get you to pay top dollar, sky's the limit. I'll be honest with you, Mike knows the answer to this. Uh, as Mike would know my answer to this, I've never come across one to get me to pay top dollar. I mean, I pay top dollar to get to Disney World, and I'm not going to pay top dollar for something extra. I think there's enough, honestly, and I tell people this all the time who go there, there's enough great experience in your price of admission, and now you pay so much to get in the door that these other things, if if you go there a lot, I understand this is why I do a lot of tours and things like that, because, you know, you go there a lot, you want to kind of experience something new every once in a while, Um, and I see it, but... I mean, Mike has come off the Wild Africa Trek raving about it. I just won't pay that much money. It's just not – I'm. That, but that's just me. So this is a better question for you, Mike. I really think so. Well, I mean, Dave, the first thing that I thought of is it would be tough to top the Wild Africa Trek. Right. I mean, in terms of a premium experience, 
I, there's really nothing else that really could surpass that, at least the way the Animal Kingdom is currently set up. Um, you know, I suppose maybe once we do the um, night, you know, sunset safaris and stuff like that, maybe something after the park closes, you're, you know, a, a exclusive um, nighttime type of safari, safari, almost like you get at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Right. Maybe something along those lines. Have dinner at that Boma out in the middle of the savannah would be fantastic. I, you know, something like that. And the other thing that popped into my head, Dave, is you, you may remember when Expedition Everest was celebrating its most recent birthday, they were giving tours of the queue where you could, you know, where somebody would go through and, and sort of show you the backstory. And we've always been sure, big yeah. fans of the backstory. I would love something like that. I mean, this is not a premium event or a premium price thing, but why not, uh, you know, for a few bucks, get a tour of Harambe and they'll point out some of the different things about it or the Everest queue sure. or Restaurantosaurus and Dino Land, you know, stuff like that. Just a smaller thing. I think I, I don't think enough people would do it to make it worth Disney's while because they used to have that tour that uh, they've since got rid of. Um, that name escapes me as you know, the uh, the backstory tour, Dave. Do you remember the name the, of the it? The Wild by Design? Yes, thank you. I couldn't think okay. of the name of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they stopped doing that, but something along those lines, maybe smaller, a little bit less pricey, would be great. Drunk at Disney <laughs> asks, this is a great question, Burdika, <laughs> Burdika, great theme park band or the greatest theme park band? Uh, I, I assume he means at Disney. I haven't experienced many other theme park bands over my lifetime, and those who I have certainly weren't anywhere near the standard of Burdika. Um, oh. I, I happen to think they are the best I've ever seen. Certainly, I mean, I mean, they're the best I've ever seen, Dave. But I know you're a big off kilter fan. I am a big off kilter fan, and they're not there anymore. Um, would I? Well, pull- yeah. Would what would you rate better, off kilter or Burdika? Mm, that's. Listen, guys, I'm a musician. I, I don't think of one band as being better than the other or greater than the other. I, I liked listening to them both. I loved listening to them both. And I if might, you had, had to my pick behavioral one, patterns pick? for the both of them were pretty much the same. You know, uh, <laughs> get, get, put, a, put a day aside where I can spend a good chunk of it listening to these guys and in between going and drinking. And that's what I did for both of them, and that's what I'm going to continue to do for Buradika, and hope one day you'll be able to do for Off Kilter again if Disney gets their heads out of their proverbial butts. But um, if I had to, pick... God, I don't, I, I really couldn't. I mean, I... Hmm. you know, the only reason why I would maybe say Buradika is 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 because is, has nothing to do with Buradika, but because of the surround the surroundings, the mm-hmm. you know the area around it. So. And in the past, I would have said the opposite because when the Beatle band used to play in 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 the UK, it's another band that's gone and once mm-hmm. was there and great. When you used to have Off Kilter and the Beatle band playing on the same day, you just can plant yourself over there and just see great set after great set while stopping for a beer at Rose and Crown in between each one. And it was a great day. I mean, with Burdika, you have some time in between and and you know it's harder to see two or three sets in a row. Um, but I God, I love them both. I really do. Um, I, I assume you would put Burdika over like the Mariachi Band. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Burdika and Off Kilter were ab- above anything else as far as talent and appeal to me personally. Right. Um, Burdika is just incredible. I mean, the, the musicianship in that band is just off the hook. I mean, they're just amazing. 
It's, it's, they're, they're incredible. And, um, but off-kilter also had many more years of experience. And Burrodica's just kind of getting into that group. I mean, off-kilter had been playing together for decades. Mm-hmm. And had you know countless numbers of CDs in there, you know, you know, four or five recorded studio quality, you know, studio recorded CDs and stuff. So they've been doing it for a long, long time. Uh, and Jamie Holton's one of the country's best pipers, period. Um, and so it's it's you know it's tough to it's tough to compare the two. But the, I assume you say Buradika. You said that right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Howie from Maryland asks, design your own signature dining experience <laughs> restaurant at the Animal Kingdom. You got two minutes, Mike. Two minutes. Two minutes. We're only on – we got like 15 more to go. We have to start start cutting through these pretty quickly here. <laughs> um, I, would, I would like to have like a waterside dining like along the Discovery River. Um, you know, you could – Okay. It has to be signature, I guess, go steak. Like a nice steakhouse along the river. Steak at an animal conservation place. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they serve barbecue. I'm I mean, with you, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm not... a carnivore tube, man. I'm with you. Um, you know, uh, that's. I guess that's what I would do. I would like something that, you know, you could build something that uh, overlooks the rivers of light. Um, you know, something over there, maybe outside of Dino Land or something like that. But that's the, that's what came to my mind. I don't know about you. Um, that very similar. I mean, I, I would put something, some kind of waterfront, um, dining. I would say personally, I would probably build it over by the new festival, of the Lion King, um, thing, because there's a great little waterfront there. That's a good one. That's maybe, good one. maybe actually on the opposite side, looking towards, uh, Harambe and the festival of the Lion King in that little so area there. So it actually there. be on Discovery Island? Yeah, it'd actually be on Discovery Island, but looking at Africa, maybe kind of like a, you know, the part of the story where you're stepping off into the continent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would do something like that. As far as, uh, you know, we've talked about sort of adventure club ideas. Mm-hmm. And things like that. I think those are all good ideas. As long as it stays within that sort of wheelhouse, that's kind of where I would go. I'm not really interested in in uh, any outside companies coming in or doing anything like that. I, I don't, you know, we're stuck with 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 uh, Starbucks, so let's leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll have uh, yeah. I like I like the sort of adventures club riff on the adventures club idea. That'd be good, um, and I think I'd, just just on the uh, looking overlooking Harambe from the Discovery Island side would be what I would do. As far as food, could, as far as food goes, um, I would I would you know I would be semi adventurous and try to try to bring in some you know some different kind of. I would perf- personally stay with sort of like Caribbean flavors, um, you know the jerk chickens and things like that. Um, you know, little little exotic, but not too exotic. So that's. That's how Disney does things, so I'm since, not going to shoot the moon. Since we're going signature, you know, that reminded me. I mean, it, yeah. it, or that gave me a thought. Caribbean food. How about a, a, a dinner show? You know, maybe a good Caribbean band, some dancers, things sure. like that. You know, with Caribbean food. I mean, that would be a signature dining experience. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, and, and Discovery Island would be the place for that, although we're getting away from the Caribbean thing. So let's not go down that road. Dizwire (laughs) asks, what animals would you have chosen for the nighttime Kilimanjaro safari? Now I assume he means, um, whatever we want. Yeah, sure. 
So I think Mike and I have talked about this. I would uh, think we both agree in the sort of nocturnal uh, animals. Uh, we talked about hyenas and, um, you know, the various cats and things like that, which come out at night. Uh, right. Because most except of the, for her- the cheetah. Most, except for the cheetah. Most of the herding animals don't. They kind of... Well, I mean, the herding animals, I mean, zebra, for example, will often be, yeah, I mean, it, it might not be a bit, uh, you know, zebra herd of some type, although, you know, they had all those problems before with them. Leopards would be cool. Yep. You yeah. could do things like uh, kind of more unusual animals like an aardvark or a nocturnal. They're <laughs> nice. big. Nice. Um, and, of course, honey badgers, which, you know, everybody knows what everybody they are. Everybody knows what a honey badger is. Absolutely. <laughs> they're from Africa and they're nocturnal. I mean, you could do that. That'd be fun. I, I, I love that idea. <laughs> Let's get honey badgers. They don't care. No, they don't care. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Honey badger don't care. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's see. What's next? Uh, where were we? That was just... Uh, what, okay, here we are. So Chad Reno mm-hmm. asked, do you have any thoughts on why Harambe Knights did not return this summer? I think it would make a great pairing with Rivers of Light. My only thought is that it was based around the 20th anniversary of the Lion King release, and that was last year, not this year. Yeah, but I am surprised that they didn't figure out a way to bring it back in some other capacity. Because it was so well received i never heard one bad thing about it right and as we've discussed before each and every night sold out right so i it seemed like it was a, a huge success and they didn't bring it back I, I was kind of surprising to me yeah no, i agree i agree uh I, I, but i mean the, the only answer we can think of is that it had nothing that it was based around this 20th anniversary thing and that's what yeah. they were, that's what they were promoting um, and now it's no longer there. Uh, Gareth Moe asks if each if you each could be one DAK animal for a day, which would you <laughs> choose to be, and why? I thought of the gibbons. They seem like they have a lot of fun. Let me think about this for a second. <laughs> which would I choose to be, and why? Uh, a naked mole rat. <laughs> Why on God's green earth do you want to be a naked naked roll? Because it's air conditioned. Because it's air conditioned in there. They're inside. Everybody else is stuck out in the in the the heat of the afternoon, just staring at themselves. At least the (laughs) naked mole rat has a uh, has 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 air conditioning. Right? They're inside. Mm -hmm. They're also naked. So I guess they'd be cooler. Mike, all the animals are naked. I hate to tell you. that Mike, is true. Michael Zantos <clears throat> Jr., I don't know if I'm saying that right. After Pandora, Rivers of Light, Nighttime Safari, etc. open, what would be your wish for the next big thing? And we've just talked about that before. It's um, uh, pan- Pandas for me. Would, you, would that count as a big thing? Are you kidding? It would count as the biggest thing. Right. If they brought giant pandas to Disney's Animal Kingdom, that would be the biggest a press getter of anything they could do, of anything they've done ever since they opened the park. I suppose it would be. It just would be. Uh, what about you? You you said a, a an animal. A new, yeah, but I mean, if I was going to go, I'm, let me put it. Let me let me answer it this way. I think the next thing that they'll do after Avatar landed, it won't come. You know, like immediately after that. But I, I I do think that they will do something with Rafiki's Planet Watch. You know, change it around, update it. How much do you um, think they'll change it, Mike? Not much, but I think they'll they'll add. St- I think they have to add stuff to it. I mean, I would. I, I've had you know 
thrown out some ideas for it on the show, and I don't we don't have to go into that now. But um, you know, I would change it up a little bit, try to draw more people out there. I know you said you don't want to, but I think I would. Um, I might put some you know endangered animals like giant pandas out there or some others. Um, so to bring people out there, maybe put a show out there, maybe put some you know rides out there. But I you know I think they're I think they'll do something with it. You know, a couple of years after Avatar is open. I, I would I, I would tend to agree with you. Okay, so we have two questions from somebody C A E D E. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first question is Battle of the Ribs, Harambe Market Spiced Rubbed Karubi Rib or Flame Tree Barbecue Classic. I haven't had the Harambe Market yet. I haven't had it either. I put it this out on Twitter and I, I got about an even <laughs> an even split on on the votes. Um, I will say that uh, at least one person who I can't remember who it was that said this said that they went with the Harambe Market one because the Karubi rib has a different flavor than you'll see anywhere else. Where the Flame Tree Barbecue is like a good rib, but it's you know ribs you'll get anywhere at a rib joint, uh, you know locally. But the Karubi spiced rib um, is going to have a little bit different flavor than you're used to, so that's why he picked that particular one. So. You know, I, th- I think that might be a good answer. Okay, I do like that. That, that does make a lot of sense. Um, let's see, what was his next question? Last random question. <laughs> How would you bring the new Jungle Book into Disney's Animal Kingdom? Seems like a great fit. Man, people are psyched about this, huh? About this. Uh, did you see the trailer? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Looks it does, kind of. I was, yeah. I was not a... How should I put this? You know, I was skeptic. I, I was a skeptic. I think that's a good way to put it. And then when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, you know what? This is actually not that. This could be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, if it is a hit, maybe they will somehow bring it in there. I, you know, we've I've talked in the past about having a boat ride in Asia. Um, I, I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of bringing Jungle Book into DAC. Yeah, I, I mean, you've you've talked about dark rides. Um, you 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 more than anybody else really talks about dark rides for it. I'm not um, that sold on the dark ride idea, but mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I, if it's a hit, is a big if. Uh, sure, it's a big if. You know, it's sure a giant it's a big if. if. So it's hard for me to see. Um, it does seem like a great fit. They've used Jungle Book characters in there already. My feeling tells me that it's going to have to be a really big hit for them to shelve the classic Jungle, jungle Book for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, a musical show to, re- to replace Finding Nemo? How's that? Um, Go back to the – I remember when the yeah, Journey yeah, no, into no. the Jungle Book was there. No, but we need a new one that's based on the new one. Uh, Chuck Fitzgerald writes, what's the best hidden experience in, in Animal Kingdom? Which section has the best atmosphere? Well, I've always talked about that. That's Harambe um, for me. Oh, absolutely. I mean our uh, our friends over at the Mighty Men of Mouse recently did a what's the best land in all of Disney World. And they had Harambe as number two. Um, I think it's number one. What was in all number of one? World. Fantasyland. Fantasyland. Yeah, just based on the sheer oh. number of rides. No, and just based on schmaltzy, uh, uh, you know. Uh, well, they did say nostalgia, Harambe, really, because it's not. It's Harambe has a beat in terms of atmosphere and theming, but they said um, you know, they gave um, Fantasyland a nod, just 
on the just the the amount of attractions and good attractions too. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, no, I'm okay. So okay. I would put Harambe first. Yeah, I would too. Um, the best hidden experience. Uh, hidden that's a tough experience. One. Does Winged Encounters count as a hidden experience? That's a good one. That's a good I would one. Probably say that as far as things that maybe you'd overlook unless you were, you know, happen to be going by it at the time. Yeah, I think a lot of people overlook Flights of Wonder. A lot of people overlook yeah the uh, out in Rafiki's Planet Watch. They'll sometimes do like a little stage show out there sure. with animals. Good I mean, point. people yep. completely overlook that one. Um, certainly there are, you know, different trails and stuff that people don't go into, right. you know, especially some of the ones around the tree of life or, you know, people don't even exactly. realize they're yep. there. The tree of life trails yeah. absolutely is probably the definition of a hidden experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that kind of stuff, like the rope bridge over an oasis, a lot of people don't, you know, even bother. They just blow past it. They don't realize that that little pool and that little area is there in the cave and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree. I would think that that you know, there's a lot of op- there's a lot of options. It all depends on what you mean by hidden. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a band is generally hidden because you know Buradika because if all you get is your guide map and you don't get the times guide, you don't even know it's there um, until you happen to walk by it. Same with Winged Encounters. Um, you know, it all depends on how you consider hidden. The Animal Kingdom is chock full of that kind of thing because that Cretaceous ba- Trail. Yeah, because this is basically what it was based on. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rohde built the park that he wanted people to meander through as opposed to run from one attraction to another. Um, this is why I always talk about people not doing that when they go there. Mike does it all the time as well because mm-hmm. um, that's not what it was made to be. Uh, and people employ their um, touring ideas for the other parks at this park, and they really don't apply because that's not how this park was designed. So a lot of it's hidden. I mean, there's just so much, you know. Um, an experience could mean anything, you know. the The bar at the Yak and Yeti is one of the great hidden experiences. <laughs> you know, it, there's so many of them. The pe- the the artwork and the Pizzafari, the mm-hmm. you know the details inside of uh, of, of um, Restaurantosaurus, the you know the details inside the queue. The the a great hidden experience is the the Yeti Museum. Uh, inside the queue for Expedition Everest. I mean, there's a there's a million things. So, the animals on the Tree of Life, trying to find some of them. Animals on the Tree of Life. I mean, the the park is basically built around that entire concept. Um, Lisa at Life of Green asks, "What do you consider the underappreciated smaller animal exhibits, and where can we find them?" Underappreciated smaller animal exhibits. My favorite of those. Let's see, Mike, you got one. I'm thinking Galapagos Tortoise, which is close to. The um, Tree of Life. It's behind the Tree of Life, really. Behind it's right before you get to Harambe. Yeah. That's one of the paths that I was talking about that you, but most people, like yep. 95% of the people don't even realize that there's one there. And a Galapagos tortoise is an incredibly impressive animal. Yeah, it's a, that's a nice... And there's also the uh, crested porcupines are back there, too, as uh-huh. well as uh-huh. some so uh, storks some macaws and stuff. back there as well of there, some kind. Yep, like sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Yep, yep. yep. Um, you know, one of the ones I like is the one I just mentioned. And that's the... Um, that little um, crosswalk in the oasis where you, that leads to the rope bridge and the cave system. There's like a, a, a great pool there with a waterfall and stuff that you could see. And the wallabies are right across from there too, which is a, you know, most people could blow past them and don't even realize that they're there. I also like the, the uh, Perun cat shark. 
the catfish shark too, or shark catfish. Yeah, really cool. Um, huge monstrosity of a fish that's swimming around uh, the, by the tree of life. That's a that's another good one. Ken Cabot at Disney Dad Six Eleven asks this: is a great, great question. You are asked to show Walt Disney around the Animal Kingdom. What do you think he would love the most? Having never met Walt, I don't know. <laughs> what a cop out! <laughs> <laughs> That was the greatest cop out answer we've ever had. Well, here you know, Dave, you know, it, it does rub me in. Uh, it does when I hear other people say things like, you know, podcasters and stuff say, "Oh, Walt would have loved this," or "Walt would have loved that." I always think to myself, "Well, how the heck do you know?" Yeah, you know. I mean, really, how do you know? They don't know. Yeah. I mean, if Marty Sklar said it, okay, he met him. Raleigh Crump met him. Okay, I'm okay with them saying it. Right, <laughs> but. Um, having said that, I would probably take him to Harambe because that's, yeah, cause I, th- yeah, cause I think that's what he wanted in the jungle cruise. Uh, the idea of transporting to another place is something that he was very big on. And I think Africa does that more than anything else. That was the answer I was going to give Harambe or the Kilimanjaro safaris, which I think yeah. was, you know, really fits the idea of some of the things he wanted to uh, accomplish mm-hmm. and wasn't able to for a lot of reasons. Um, any idea who is behind the background loop programming? That was actually from Ken's wife, apparently. Yeah. Um, I, I do not know that. I'm not an expert on that kind of thing. Um, any particular favorites? Well, I mean, the, the Discovery Island, the, the, um, the, the Tree of Life music is the iconic stuff. That's the one you could buy a CD of. Yeah, I mean that's the stuff that's been down there. You know, you got everybody walk the dinosaur goes on over, it just, <laughs> right? There, and there's the, a lot I mean, that the, you the, can the, find online. Yeah, and the uh, like for inst- right for the the um, the stuff around Discovery Island, the Oasis, Tree of Life. That's stuff that Disney um, produced on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, had had a had a um, composer created and you know and recorded it all on their own. Most of the rest of the Animal Kingdom loop is actually available recorded music. Um, you know, for instance, in this in, in Dino Land, you're going to find, you know, it's the end of the world as we know it. Everybody, right. everybody walk the dinosaur. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like that are are there. Um, so you so you you know those are obvious songs that that people know, and they're the recordings of those. So they're they're actually playing that music, um, mm-hmm. and that's true at um, Harambe as well. I'm not 100 percent sure about Asia, though. I do think it is. Um, I, that's just the direction they went with this stuff um, here. Rather than sort of Muzak versions of stuff like they used at Epcot, um, they actually use the real songs here. Right. Um, right. So I don't know who does the loop programming. So uh, we got Mike Santos asking, one are there any good books about DAK that you recommend? Absolutely. I don't know if it's still available. <laughs> but there is a book called The Making of Disney's Animal Kingdom Theme Park by Melody Momberg. It is mm-hmm. a book that goes back to uh, 1998. It was, um, and there's some great drawings in here, some incredible pictures of Joe Rohde and his team um, going over to Africa and Asia. There's some great animal photography in here. It kind of tells the story of how it was built um, really right. from conception all the way up. There is I don't, also. I, wait, before you leave that one, Dave. Right. I don't think you can. I don't think it's still being published, but it's very easy to find on things like eBay 
and uh, resellers on Amazon and stuff like that. So you can easily find it. Yes. The other one I would recommend is actually one not specifically about the animal kingdom, but there is um, a huge section in a book called The Disney Mountains, Imagineering's at its peak. And basically the entire final chapter of this is on Expedition Everest. Mm -hmm. Um, That's those two. Uh, Keep going over to my bookshelf over here because I know there's another one. I got two more that I could think there of. There is a small leaflet size book, which I don't have on the building of Expedition Everest, um, on the design and building of it. I don't have right. that on my bookshelf here. I don't know where it is, but it must be uh, must be in a in, in my, my bag somewhere or something. But there's that one. You can find that out there as well. Um, there's also, what are yours, Mike? Well, there's that. The, they it, when the park first opened, they built the that they excuse me built they published that field guide to the animals of the animal kingdom. Uh, you have that book, don't you? Yes, I do. That's excellent. And finally, there's the um, Imagineers field guide to like the different oh, parks and yeah, stuff like that's, that. That's one I should have should have got that one. Yeah. They have uh, you know, Alex Wright, who was a, an Imagineer, wrote for the most part wrote them, and there's an Animal Kingdom one as well as um, all the other U.S. parks. Yeah, that's that's kind of must reading. That's that's one you should have. Animal Kingdom fans, we all know who you are. Uh, what lost foods would bring back? And then he writes aside from African spice cake. Now, come on, Kevin. Why would you want to bring back anything but that? Oh, I have a, I have a choice. Okay, go ahead. When uh, the park first opened, we spent a lot of time at the Flame Tree Barbecue, and they had an onion relish there. Yes, they did. That you was loved, killer. You loved that. <laughs> I loved it. I could have I eaten like a big bowl of just the onion relish. Kevin, uh, but that, that is no longer there. I, I, I would bring that back. Kevin asked, also asked, this is a good question, what's going to happen to the Gibbons during the Rivers of Light show? Because we assume they could see them now. I, I suppose the Gibbons come in. Do they? Do they? Do they have a a backstage uh, area? I'm not sure I they do. I don't think they do. So I think they're going to be there. Yeah, interesting. Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, let's see. It's if- kind of far back from because it's all the way over by you know Anandapur. That's not really like front and center from the Rivers of Light. Um, but there's going to be a lot of traffic going through there. That's for sure. As people are going that way to, I mean, that's not going to be right. right by the seating. For example, it's going to be a little bit set back. I don't know. As far as I know, they're just going to stay there. So, Park Hopper Ryan at Flannel Jedi, great name, mm-hmm. uh, asks: Give each DAK land a Disney character mascot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's think about this one, Mike. All right. Do you want to uh, start with Harambe? Yeah. Harambe would have to be... I think Harambe would have to be... Uh, Mufasa. See, I was going to say Timon, but that's okay. Mufasa. What Mufasa's about Anandapur? underappreciated. What about Anandapur or Asia? Asia. Oh, I forget the names of the animals in um, – I always forget the name. Go ahead. You go first because you're probably going to name the same one. I was King Louie would be my choice. Yeah, that's that's who I'm thinking of. Um, I just couldn't – I can never remember the names of, of from that from that mm-hmm. movie. Um, Dino Land. <laughs> that's a little bit harder. Um, Dino Land. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where I would go with – Dino Land. I, you know, I guess, well, you know, there's a new Pixar movie coming out, The Good Dinosaur. Maybe 
maybe some you know that character because I'm not going to pick anything from the movie Dinosaur because I don't even I mean nobody saw it and I don't even I couldn't even name you one of the the characters. But uh, I think we're missing the obvious. What's that? Rex. The green dinosaur in Toy oh, Story. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> He's perfect for that place. <laughs> what about Discovery Island? Would you uh, pick anybody from there? Discovery Island. Um, let me think. Discovery Island. I have kind of a choice. Okay, what's your choice? I would pick somebody from Up because that seems to fit in that. I mean, it could be Doug. You could go Russell. You could even go Kevin the Bird. I'm going to throw out one off the off the. Uh, off the grid and i'd pick um what is the name of the bird in uh the tiki bar the the, the, the tiki room uh jose <laughs> okay so that's all of them right well i mean you could do oasis too if you want oh the oasis so what would you do for Oasis? i mean rafiki's planet watch is obvious because they it's in the yeah. name yeah oasis you know i would pick i'll give you one because it's you know supposed to be kind of subdued and how about flower from bambi oh well that is very nice mike you like that that's very nice <laughs> i do like that i don't know what i would pick i guess that's probably a good you know a good kind of peaceful idea way to go there uh i don't yeah i don't i don't have much on that one i don't know I don't know what I would do. I, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll, I'll second yours. Um, let's see. Uh, Sh- uh, Shannon Do Review. Shannon Do Review. What's the best drink to order at the Dawa Bar? Sugar cane mojito. Uh, what was the one that I liked, Mike? The, the, uh, I know you're a big sugar cane mojito, mojito fan, mm-hmm. but there was one that I liked, and I can never remember its name. I also like the signature Bloody Marys there. Yeah, by the way, I'm not a big but, Bloody Mary fan. Um, sugar cane mojito is okay. Lost on Safari. Yes, I know that's right. You like that one. <laughs> I can I can have those until I can't remember what I'm having. And uh, finally, actually, I have three more here. A pirate's life is me. We all know who that is. Uh, that's Jamie from the Disney Hipsters. If Avatar was not built, what would you replace it with? We've discussed this, I think. I would build a haunted forest. A haunted forest. Mm-hmm. I would even incorporate the uh, maybe the dragon tower idea from Beastly Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But build like, you know, we talked about how the animal kingdom is sort of the man's relationship with nature. And one of the most compelling things is man's fear of it. So I would build... You know, something like uh, like a haunted forest with far off noises and a little bit a little bit of an edge to it, and you know, like a dragon coaster, perhaps like they they had in mind, maybe some werewolf stuff, and I would have animals that were, you know, maybe persecuted because they were people were afraid of them, like bats, like wolves, like bears, things like that. Uh, that's a cool idea. I, I like that sort of that that sort of uh, um, wrinkle to that. Mm-hmm. 
That's a cool idea. We've talked about this a, a couple of times, and, and I change my mind all the time. I mean, I, <laughs> me too. You know, uh, ask me tomorrow, and I'll say Australia. Yeah, I mean, that's where <laughs> I was going to go. Probably another country type of, mm-hmm. or you know, land type area based on animals. I mean, that's that's what I like, and that's what we're there for, and that that's that's kind of what you know what I'm into. So I, I would say that, and that changes all the time. I know that sounds like a a, a crazy answer, but. Um, you know, and not much of one either, but it would be something like that's the obvious thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's what people want and it's what I would love to see. So I think that's a great idea, you know, to do. Everybody always says Australia. I'm fine. Yeah, with Australia. There's many others. Amazon. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. So I would go with any of those. You said you had um, two more. Uh, Melissa Such asked, thinking of going to Sanaa Lounge oh, for yes. bread service. <laughs> Is it okay to bring a toddler? It's okay to bring a toddler anywhere in Walt Disney. Absolutely. Yeah, the answer to that is absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, JK Disney Hip also asked, Animal Kingdom would be ideal to have a hotel built inside the park. Correct. Where would you put it? Harambe. Hotel Barutica. There's even a big sign for it. Yep. That's, yep, yep, yep. I put it <laughs> in build it right there. Uh, the other know. thing you could do, though, is build one um, kind of with a view of... Uh, Expedition Everest, you know, build like a, you'd have to build it in a certain spot because yeah, as you'd be we difficult all know, to do. It'd be very yeah. difficult to do. Yeah, you, you could do that. You could do that. I mean, if you're going to put a hotel in the park, though, it has to be sort of on the edge of the park so that people right. can could get in without accessing the park. <coughs> right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, so that might be a little bit more difficult because you yeah. don't want the people it to see difficult. like the. Because as we all know, Expedition Everest is not a complete mountain. It's like half right, right, right. You gotta only see the front of it, right? Yeah. Um, but you could put something even like I don't know. I guess you, if you're going to do it, you're going to want to do it where it has a view of something. Whether that's you know the safari or you know Expedition Everest area or you know the Maharaja Jungle Trek or something. Right. Right. Um, because you're not going to want to put it necessarily like where the Rainforest Cafe is. The obvious choice, I think, is uh, you know a Hotel Barutica over in you know Harambe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's where I would go. And would you said there was another one? No, Dave. I said two more, and that was it. Oh, I thought you said three more. Okay. Well, there you go. So we got I can ask you a all. question, Dave. Let yeah. me ask you a question. All right. I, I can I can give you one. All right. Let's say you only had three <laughs> days in Disney World. Oh God. And your choice is either. Go to the Animal Kingdom. You can only go to the Animal Kingdom, but do whatever you want. Or you could go to any any park you want, but you couldn't ride any rides. Which would you do? It, it, seriously? Yeah. So you're saying if I have my choices are for three days, <laughs> right? I can go to all the parks and do nothing. No, I didn't say do nothing. All I right, said you so couldn't I, ride rides. Okay. You can you see shows, movies. Enjoy, for example, most of World Showcase. Okay. Or and most and many of the things at the Animal Kingdom, like the you know walking through the park, or just go to the Animal Kingdom. I would say just go to the Animal Kingdom because um, in in the past I probably would have taken my other choice. Um, okay, but not so much anymore because of some changes that have been made in certain areas of the park. Um, and so I, you know, Hollywood studios is basically useless without, without rides. So <laughs> that's for sure. So there's no sense in going there. I mean, there's a couple um, of shows, but none that I really care for. Um, I, you know, everybody loves the magic kingdom, but 
I'm not as nostalgic for, you know, fantasy land rides and things like that, like other people are. And I've been on the ones that I love so many times um, that it wouldn't kill me not to go there. If I only had three days and I could do whatever I wanted in those three days at the Animal Kingdom, I'd book myself a room at the Kidani Village and go to the Animal Kingdom every day and I'd be happy. And I actually wish that they would offer that ticket for me at a discounted price. Can what, you, just going to the Animal can Kingdom? Can you work me that one? Yeah. <laughs> but if I had picked any other park... I'd like an Animal Kingdom only annual pass if they can get that for me. Well, they do have that pass where you can, if it's only for Epcot, but it was after four o'clock at yeah, night or something. Yeah, who wants that? I don't want that. Yeah, I don't, I have no interest. <laughs> if I had given you that same question, Dave, but instead of the Animal Kingdom, anything you want there for three days and given you any other park, would you have picked going, going to any park you wanted but no rides? Wait a minute, say that again? So if I had given you a different park, yeah. Other than the Animal Kingdom. Like, yeah. let's say, uh, anything you wanted to do at the Magic Kingdom for three days or go to a- any park you wanted to for three days but you couldn't ride a ride, you would have picked the latter, right? You mean in years past? No, right now. Yes. Okay. That's what I figured. I don't, I'm not understanding where you're going with that, but... I was okay. just curious. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, is that um, if it's... Uh, if it's any park other than Animal Kingdom, you would still want to go to the Animal Kingdom and just not ride rides. Yes. Yeah, there's no park. Um, I wouldn't want to spend three days only going to Epcot or three days only going mm-hmm. to the Magic Kingdom. Obviously I, not I, studios. I, Nobody's going to pick that. But Right. No, some people would pick that. But I, I wouldn't. I, really? I, I, I'm convinced of that. Um, <laughs> but I, I uh, yeah. No, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I would. I, I, yeah. Now, nowadays... I don't think so. And that's, you know, when we talk about the the Magic Kingdom, Mike, it's basically only because I've done the ones that I love there so many times. Mm -hmm. I could easily go to Disney World without going to the Magic Kingdom because I've been there so many times, you know, over the years. And it's been there so much longer. I mean, you know, it had a 25-year head start. And I was there for half of that at least. Mm You know, so that's not, you know, I don't have that nostalgia thing. I keep saying that. I don't have that thing where I got to go and ride something all the time. I I don't like that for other for other places outside of just a handful of stuff. So, you know, and the animal kingdom. So. So that's it. That's it. All right. Well, thank you once again for listening. Don't forget, if you were not able to get your question in. That's because you're not following Mike at at Jombo Everyone on Twitter, so go do so. Um, I am at Radio Harambe, but Mike is much more interesting Twitter follow than I am because I'm not on there as much as he is. He's our he's our Twitter maven. Uh, so go there and follow both of those. Um, don't forget to check out our website, jomboeveryone.com. Um, you'll find everything you know about the Animal Kingdom. Uh, also, please check out our store. We're selling some great unofficial Animal Kingdom merchandise there, and all of our profits go to our conservation partners. Also, if you don't want to buy anything, please don't let that stop you from donating directly to our conservation partners. If you go to jomboeveryone.com and click conservation, you'll see all of those all of those different organizations and and you can click through that page to go directly to any of their um, donation pages. We get nothing for that. We just want to put it out there for you to help those organizations as much as we can. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate the show there as well. So for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Ooh.